Welcome to Free Beer Friday, powered in part by Classic of Dim. All right, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Free Beer Friday. We are doing something a little bit different. If you have not noticed, I am not your host. I am Jake Laughlin. Uh, Operator, manager, general lackey of DentonRadio.com. <laughs> and uh, I am sitting next to your true host of Free Beer Friday, the one and only Ben Easley, uh, who you see every week bringing all the, the awesome beer information and all goodness. that good stuff. The tasty yes. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> now, Free Beer Friday is a cool event because it is a show as well as an event. Mm-hmm. So every mm-hmm. week we have craft brewers from really all over. Um, that you can enjoy right here in Denton. They come into the studio, do a quick interview, and then they're also passing out samples. So come by the Discover Denton Welcome Center, and you can meet all of those folks every Friday at 7. Um, but today, we thought to, we, would, we would do something a little special and let everybody get to know the host himself oh. and, uh, and who, who this crazy character is <laughs> that <laughs> that's bringing you all this information. So if you are watching via video on Facebook, uh, or t- if you're tuned in on Denton Radio, we highly suggest that you go over to Facebook because any comments that you make uh, are going to uh, – we're going to read those off <laughs> for Sir Ben. Hey, Drew. We're going to read those off for Sir Ben himself, and, uh, and he'll be able to answer your questions. Here is your mouse, Sir Producer. Uh, and if you will refresh that page so that we can see those comments coming in. Ooh, we're going to get all the good stuff, We're huh? going to get all the good nice. stuff. Anyways. Be so gentle, guys. First Be thing gentle. I wanted to ask you is tell us the Ben, ben Easley uh, bearded monk origins. I mean, you, you've had you, – you, okay, so – Oh, the for issue those, zero. So, yeah, so those like origin the, story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, let's go – let's do let's, – let's t- do a true trip – as if you're a Marvel character, and we're going <laughs> to rewind to the beginning. What tor- what turmoil put you down this path? Um, and like uh, for those that don't know, uh, Ben is um, an owner I- in the Bearded Monk. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, that's my shop. And a very influential person in the beer community. And so, what got oh, you started? I would say very. I just tend to drink with these guys. <laughs> That's all that is, man. So I just get to drink with brewers all day long. You didn't start at the Bearded Monk. <laughs> you started long ago with a pretty cool story. Oh yeah, back in the day, man. So give us a, give us uh, that that whole origin. <laughs> Matt Westmoreland at the Boombox instead of instead of commenting here is sending me naughty texts. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. I love you. <laughs> the Boombox, greatest band ever. There you go. Every. Every third Tuesday, every third, every third Thursday at Harvest House. Yes, go. go see the boombox. Um, okay, so I got my brother hates to admit it, but he came back from this this stint in California with this crazy Belgian style beer from Canada, uh, from Unibrew in okay. Canada, and I fell in love. Like, this stuff is amazing. It was champagne-like, fruity, effervescent. It wasn't the, you know, the boring stuff you saw at (laughs) Keggers in college. And, uh, like, man, I need some more of this. Mm -hmm. And from there, I just, every time I went to a store, I found something I didn't know and bought it and drank it. Some Mm -hmm. of it I I hated, some of it I loved. And I just learned along the way. And then uh, started finding the little stores like the Bearded Monk that were focused only on craft beer. Mm. Um, 
And then I got to meet people that really knew what they were talking about instead of some guy at a, you know, yeah. a store that was like, oh, yeah, beer's over there. Right. I got to meet people that, that had these stories, that knew about these guys, that yeah. knew about the style. And they started educating me. And then uh, I guess about seven, eight years ago, um, this was back when I lived on Boulevard, just north of the square in this old house. We were talking about what to do, how, what we could do for all the local guys that we had met and we'd been drinking with and trying their beers. And we wanted to give them a voice in the mm-hmm. community. Because if you go to Target or Kroger or 7-Eleven, there's a big old flashy stand with Budweiser and Miller Lite and Coors Light. But the craft brewers don't get a focus. Mm-hmm. So we wanted, to give, we wanted to give them a focus somewhere. So we ended up starting Beer Drinker Society. And it was a blog. We did uh, beer reviews. We did, um, man, uh, festival reviews. Um, man, everything. Mm-hmm. The, everything about beer, we wrote about it. Um, and, well, my job was... I interviewed these brewery owners and these lead brewers. Hence where we are now today. It's right. I've I've been talking to these guys as they either bring their beer into Texas from out of state, mm-hmm. um, or if they're here for, you know, a pint night and a festival party, or as they open their breweries. I mm-hmm. was getting to know them. Yeah. Because uh, we wanted to hang out and tell their story. So uh, this is this show is just an extension of that now, cool. right? We're just telling it in a different format. Yeah. Um and then uh, pretty quick, I met a couple of the really influential people. Mm-hmm. You know, I met uh, Brian Brown with uh, Beer and Big D. Um, I met Matt Dixon, who coincidentally was at my shop today with his <laughs> wife and his beautiful son. And uh, they were having some beers. That's the guy behind North Texas Beer Week and Dallas mm-hmm. Brew Scene and Dallas Brew Bus. And, um, real early on, I met Paul Hightower, who is a very accomplished author. Um, actually, Paul and Brian have, have written a book as well on the history of beer in North Texas. So I, I started meeting all these amazing people that knew and still do know way more than I do. Um, and Dixon was the one that called me up one day and said, uh, hey, Dallas Morning News is, they want to focus on craft beer. You interested? Like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And uh, from there, I met Teeny Ricciardi who is this beautifully amazing writer for the Dallas Morning News and for Guide Live. Um, and her, actually, her and Sarah Blaskovich are just fantastic uh, beer and entertainment writers. Mm. And uh, it went from there. And we started blowing up the craft beer scene with articles on that as well. And, I, man, I wish I could keep up with that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, those two will pump out articles in days. They're just amazing writers that I could not keep up with it with a story. <laughs> so sad to say that is like slowly gone by the wayside. Sure. And I, I still write every once in a while. Like I think uh, I just did an article for Best Little Brewfest blog cool. on like the eight summer beers you should be drinking right now. Mm-hmm. And um, Jenna Duncan with uh, Denton Record Chronicle wants me to do one on the state of craft beer. Oh, that'd be we're cool. In, we're in, you know, it's a crazy time. Yeah, sure. Budweiser's trying to kind of block everybody in mm-hmm. and stop these craft brewers from doing what they do. So I want to tell that story. Uh, but yeah, so I still write a little bit, but that's how yeah. I got into this, man. Mm-hmm. And it was just, instead of typing and telling the story, can we start drinking the story? <laughs> <laughs> and cool. here we are. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, and, and not to get too far off of the off of the the track, but you know, you say you know Budweiser is trying to box this in and do you know try and keep this craft thing from spreading. Um, <laughs> I bet they very much see it like a right. viral spread. <laughs> right, I'm right. sure that's how they view it. Why do you think that is? Um, I mean, there's uh, there's there's still a market for those that like Bud, for those that like the the big guys and all those kinds of things. Why is it that instead of coming out with more, I don't know if you would say artisanal mm-hmm. beers or things like this, they're just trying to stop this sensation from happening rather than sort of embracing it. Well, you want to do it from about that. you want to do it from multiple sides. Mm-hmm. So they are they have been doing that. Okay. If you look at Blue Moon, Shock Top, those mm-hmm. are great examples of the big guys producing a craft alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, it, it's, it goes in a, in a spectrum, right? You've got folks that have been drinking Bud Light, and they try a Blue Moon. And they're mm-hmm. like, man, that's great. That's, I'm good. And all the way to people that are flying to Belgium and France yearly to pick mm-hmm. stuff up you can't find anywhere. Uh, like the Mott Brothers. I love you guys. Um, and... Uh, the the folks that are further down that spectrum are where a lot of your money is. Mm-hmm. Well, they know that Shocked Up and Blue Moon aren't craft beer, and right. they goad uh, Bud and Miller Coors mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they realized, well, we can't hide it. Yeah, we can't we can't pretend we're craft. So why don't we buy craft? Mm-hmm. So that's what's been happening mm-hmm. real aggressively for the past five six years. Mm-hmm. So they, they bought – Goose Island was a big, beautiful brewery in Chicago. And, it, I mean, it still is. It's still sure. a great brewery. And they still put out fantastic beers. If you go on some of these craft beer apps, mm-hmm. Goose Island stouts are still the top-rated beers in America. Mm-hmm. Sad to say, they're owned by sure. Budweiser, right. essentially. Um, so they, they've started doing that. Mm-hmm. It's, well, if we can't beat them, let's join buy them. them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's join them. Yeah. Um, I like let's buy them better than let's try. <laughs> but the these these are business people. Sure. These, um, so Anheuser Busch didn't get get to where mm-hmm. it is by being easy to work with and accepting of limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just started building their own limitations for other people or buying right. up other people. Right. Um, and then InBev mm-hmm. uh, out of Europe didn't get to be where it was by accepting limitations mm-hmm. and um, uh, competition. So they did the same thing. Um, so these guys are not here to work with other folks. They're here to take over the market. Um, that's the simple side of it. Right. They're there for the money. Yeah. So they need to build that up as quickly as possible and maintain market share to sure. maintain their revenues. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. Interesting. Okay. So... That, I, I'm sorry. I really went off track, didn't I? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I brought you there. Well, and it's so... My question is, 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 does the craft beer community see that as a healthy thing, that, that, that the craft community is getting this money pumped into it, or is it a, an unhealthy thing in that th- some of those things may stifle some of the creativity or the experimentation or being more radical because now you've got a shareholder to answer to rather than the, the musings of the mad scientist that makes the craft beer. I like is. that. The you musings <laughs> of the mad scientist. Yes, because that is, it's very much... It's, you know, part creativity and part science, and that generally tends to mash mm-hmm. together as a Dr. Frankenstein. Right. Um, the market is split. Uh, every time 
um, Anheuser-Busch buys another craft brewery, mm-hmm. there's this turmoil, this debate in the nerd community of, mm-hmm. oh, man, they sold out their awful um, they're hurting the other guys that are in the market with them. Mm-hmm. You know, the people they used to collaborate with and work with, now they're they're going to be used to cut those guys down and cut off their sales. Sure. And then there's another side of the market that says, dude, it's good beer. Right. right. If, that means they're producing that much less Budweiser. Mm-hmm. So let's let's enjoy this beer. Sure. And that's, frankly, what it's probably going to turn into because mm-hmm. now that Anheuser-Busch, An- Anheuser InBev, Owns Miller Coors now, mm, so okay. now it's uh thirty five hundred tiny craft brewers and Anheuser Busch Miller Coors. Huh? Yeah, that's that is the world. And well, Heineken Group is a, is a separate individual as well as Harp Group. Uh, so you've got some European guys that are really okay. big that are also here. Um, but what it what I suspect it's going to turn into is a handful of tiny guys in America. Mm-hmm. And Anheuser Busch Miller Coors, mm-hmm. with all of these thousands of sub brands. Yeah, that's what's what it's going to turn into. Well, I heard somebody say to me once, uh, several years back, um, that the most popular that w- with the internet and our the ability to get to connect with as many things that can interest you, if you can get super beer nerdy or super car nerdy or super any nerdy mm-hmm. about anything, you can number, you can find your group. Yeah, well, and the number one. Um, brand in anything right now is other it's not the 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 main one it's okay if you took you know so you've got the beer that outsells everybody great but if you if if they're selling 200 beers and then but there's 400 other people that sold one beer Mm -hmm. that 400 was what won you know other is the is the winner in that thing is all these all these little guys? Yeah, down here. all yeah. these. Little, if you add that together, that's that minority is bigger than the majority now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got a you that one beer was only one brewery, so it's still tough to do. This. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but it was just interesting the first time I heard that that the number one brand in anything now is other because <laughs> now we're able to to really. I mean, if we like if we're a beer nerd, we can just truly be a beer nerd because the whole world is now open to yep. us and it's creating all these cool craft markets um that i think is really really interesting oh yeah well if you look at um you know i I don't endorse um shipping or receiving alcohol Mm -hmm. from out of state that's completely legal uh but if if i did i would recognize that a lot of social media has Mm -hmm. aided in trying beers from other places Mm -hmm. so this um this audacity that's in wyoming who can't sell beyond their region. You know, mm-hmm. they, they can't supply enough beer to satisfy everybody there. Right. Well, all of a sudden, we're seeing a can or two down here. Hmm. And so, yeah, very much, I, I love the birth of social media yeah. when it comes to craft beer because it, it has given everyone more reach yeah. to try even newer things. Cool. And then you see influencers. Mm. You know, I've seen a lot of, um, right now, East Coast IPAs mm-hmm. are generally more like orange juice. Hmm. They're amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> and a lot of that's coming out of the East Coast. Yeah. And these are guys that, again, they can't supply the town they're in. Mm-hmm. They can't keep up with demand because everybody's mm-hmm. just gobbling up as fast as they can. Yeah. Every once in a while, you see a four-pack down here. Yeah. And then you start seeing breweries down here like, oh, that's really good. We should produce our own version of that. Mm-hmm. And you start seeing versions coming out here. Yeah. 
So it's amazing to see the the sharing of information mm-hmm. through that, or the community building through Super that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So back to a, back to personal notes. Um, okay. Since you're the subject today. Uh, hey man, I just love talking about beer. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. If the show is not evidence enough. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> so yeah. my question to you is, why why craft beer on a personal level? What is it about craft beer, just in a romantic sense, what is it that draws you to it? Well, the unromantic sense, uh, the unromantic sense first, I just like how it tastes better. <laughs> okay. Like, come on. Well, you know, in uh, in college, a, you, would, you would go to a kegger and there's mm-hmm. a, a keg of PBR and a keg of Bud Light. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'll drink a couple of those. But I was the guy back at the bar mixing something. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted flavor from the beginning. And um, that's that's what craft beer leads to. There's yeah. just more flavor to it. Yeah. And there's this wide variety. Well, and I'm not texting. I want to make sure that we see all of these comments that people have coming in. Oh, uh, fun. Matt Mess, Mess Warmerland said he loves you, too. Uh, I love you, Matt. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Robin Ferguson uh, said Ben is the best. Oh, uh, sweet Robin. Will beer help me grow a beard? Yes. <laughs> it'll totally do it. It'll grow, it'll grow facial hair. Yeah. That'll totally do it. That's awesome. <laughs> Super cool. That's the downfall of craft beer. Don't drink it if you don't <laughs> want facial hair. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Y'all with me on that? Is yeah. that is that fair? It'll grow facial hair. What? Wait, watch. Here it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Perfect. So I, somebody said to me a while back um, that you know there there's there have always been wine connoisseurs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always been wine clubs and people that would do tasting groups and all these kind of things, but it was, it was never mainstream because it was, um, I don't, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say pretentious. People felt like they couldn't, like the every, the every man didn't necessarily feel comfortable in that group with oh, the, the, cr- the bell curve of yeah, learning. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, um, but the what they were saying the craft beer the craft beer scene is kind of that same sort of sensation but the average joe can feel way more comfortable in that group and thus they can get way more beer nerdy and and become part of that yeah, culture yeah you, you can delve into it real fast yeah and this i know plenty of Wine folks, uh, you know Steve is one at Steve's Wine Bar, mm-hmm. uh, George and Brooke at Wine Square. These right, are perfect yeah, examples no, here in town. Awesome wines at uh, both of those shoot, places. Chestnut Tree, yeah. You know these are very accepting places. Mm-hmm. They will they will walk you through it. They will teach you about wine. Yeah. Um, a lot. I think uh, what what folks think of when they think of wine is the you know the snooty French waiter, right, right, the right. sommelier with his little spoon, and um, that you're you feel intimidated. You're yeah. worried they're. You're going to say something wrong. You're going to be made fun of. Or, yeah. Um, but, the man, the beer community, we're just a bunch of irreverent uh, uh, people. <laughs> you see how I did that? Yeah. I censored myself. I like it. Yes. I like it. Yeah, we're, just, we're a bunch of folks who just want to drink beer and have a good time. Yeah. Um, so it's a little more accepting. Yeah. That's, you, I don't know what I want to drink. I like to drink this. Oh, cool. Well, here, try this. Yeah. There's something new. I love Done. that. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's, that, yeah. that's made it a little more accepting. So let's try and uh, – so here's something. I think a lot of people when I so when I tell them we have a craft beer show on Denton Radio every Friday, mm-hmm. they go, "Oh, you know, the average muggle goes." Uh, <laughs> did you just make a Harry Potter yeah, comparison? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, wife is gonna love you for that. 
<laughs> hope the, you caught that, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like the average muggle replies, I've tried craft beer. It's not for me because it's too hoppy. I, so I just will go with a, with a Bud Light. In doing well, yeah. this show... I've you know the you know, Montucky I think is a perfect example, mm-hmm. and there's so much variety that uh, that really anybody I think could find a beer that they really appreciate, and somebody that doesn't necessarily could like beer could find a beer that they enjoy when they start diving into the craft beer realm. Me and Veronica over at the central office, she was talking about she didn't really like, care for beer much, and then she, she started getting so into much craft good beer. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so if there were if there's a person listening to this and they go, okay, yeah, the craft beer thing, yeah, but I don't know if craft beer is really for me. What are three beers to dip their toe in the water you would suggest to that person? Yeah. Um, well, so you're right. There is this massive, massive selection of beer. Mm-hmm. And I I love, I do love wine. I know mm-hmm. nothing about it. Oh, ben as, Wester, as do I. Yeah, yeah I he teaches me all about wine. So the, the tough part about wine is you're limited. Mm-hmm. You're limited to your grapes and your yeast, right. basically, right? Your water supply. Um, beer has accepted all of these additions. You know, mm-hmm. I'm drinking, which uh, arguably so, Dale's Pale Ale. This okay. is kind of hoppy. Yeah. This, most people aren't going to like this stuff. Okay. Um, but you get into stuff like key lime pie. Yeah. It's sour lime, just like key lime pie, mm-hmm. sweet vanilla, and then this like graham cracker flavor at the end. Hmm. It's this crazy, crazy drink, <laughs> and cool. it, nobody would think of a beer being that. Right. Um, and then uh, I've get folks all the time that are there. They come to our shop for wine because we've got it. Uh, but they go, you know, I drink wine, but I'm going to try something different. What do you have? I like red wine, mm. and they try something like Rodenbach's Grand Cru, mm. beautiful Belgian. Sorry, Ben. Belgian French? This is Ben Webster's <laughs> world. Sorry, Ben Webster. Um, it's it's this red cherry sour. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. It's sweet notes, a little bit of tart dry cherry on the back end. That's a beer. And I love it when people say, I don't like beer, and I hand them something like that. And they go, what's this? Mm, try it. <laughs> and they take a sip and go, whoa. And I was like, that's beer. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, that's beer. So you can look at things like... Some Belgian sours, if you like uh, reds. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at Hefeweizens. A lot of people already have an idea that they like Hefeweizens. Mm-hmm. Well, get beyond Blue Moon or Blood and Honey. Uh, Blood and Honey is a good beer. It was just bought by Miller Coors, so now it's just a Miller, sure, right. Miller beer. Um, you know, look at Celis White. Mm-hmm. Um, look at Avery's White Rascal. Because mm-hmm. Adam Avery does a beautiful Hefe. Um and then on the lighter side, even tonight, we've got a bunch of folks over there for Fab Friday that are, man, I love Miller. I love Bud. Mm-hmm. Cool. Here you go. There's a Montucky cold snack. Yeah, yeah. That's Chad and Jeremy created a beer that they wanted to hike and ski with and mm-hmm. not get, um, I'm trying to censor myself again, <laughs> and not get inebriated. Okay. Yes. And it, it's a great light beer that keeps mm-hmm. you... Semi-hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the plan anyway. Um, so there are light uh, craft beer alternatives that cost just as much. Yeah. But you're just not throwing your money away. You mm-hmm. know, or you're not. That's not fair. You're just not putting your money internationally. You're keeping yeah. it in the U.S. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Very cool. Interesting. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so 
Um, let's see. Uh, your 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 uh, wife, Katie, uh, heard oh, the coming? Harry Potter reference. Yeah, oh, she, she yeah, heard, heard it. That. Um, I love you, sweetheart. The Dark Path Haunt <laughs> said beer is for breakfast. Ha ha, JK. Um, <laughs> no, no. I'm all right. I, there okay. are breakfast beers for a reason. I think there is, a, there is a serious debate that needs to be had over beer moses because I'm a massive fan of beer moses. Right? But Thank I'm meeting you. so many people that are like, why would you do that? I'm like... You're just drinking the You're wrong beer saying, if yeah, you don't understand it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah beer most. Well, you start looking at a lot of Belgian styles. These are guys that were right next door to the French. Yeah. So they're brewing with French champagne yeast. Mm. They're brewing with French grapes. So yeah, these are beers that are very much champagne-like that you can yeah. do mimosas with. Mm. Excuse me. That's um, Tall Boy's making me burpy. Yeah, Sorry, you're fine. Guys. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> uh, Katie said, "What is a beer mosa?" Are you serious? So- <laughs> Sweetheart, come on. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I think she's going to freak out. I'm going to have to make beer moses on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll find out on Sunday, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm bringing good stuff home. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably a bad person to ask because I've even done um, – never mind. We're going to skip. But All right, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. You drink tequila want, for brunch? The, Is that what's going on? I don't want to mess up the surprise. But, um, <laughs> okay, so I want to talk a little bit more about the Bearded Monk itself. Okay. Um, so if you could do 10-second elevator pitch, what is the Bearded Monk? Uh, oh, man. Brian Levings gave me with, yes, with pint. The beer mosa, by the way. What? Oh, Katie says yeah. yes, please. Okay. <laughs> I love you. That's what we'll do. Pancakes for the boys. Beer mosa for mommy and daddy. <laughs> um, Brian Levings was the one that gave it to me. It's a craft beer only growler bar and bottle shop. Cool. So it's a bar. We can send you home with draft beer. And you can buy cans and bottles to go. Mm-hmm. So it's any way you want to drink, we will supply it to you. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> See, and what I loved about it, I was there with, um, it was the day before Mother's Day, mm-hmm. and I was there with my fiance's family. We were doing kind of a pre-Mother's Day thing. This is the difference in our mothers. Pre-Mother's Day gaming. Because at, at, at Bearded Monk, we were with her mother, and we were doing a shotgun in the parking lot. <laughs> and... <laughs> and, and we were going to go see my mother the next day and have like a mimosa bar that she might sip on one. Ah, <laughs> so, gotcha. So we gotcha. were there with you and we were, we're shotgun and uh, Montucky's in the parking lot, allegedly. And, um, <laughs> and then we said, Hey, we've got to run to Kroger because we got to pick up some champagne before tomorrow morning. And you go, I've got champagne here. Like, yeah. why just get some for that? And so you supplied all. You know, we were out on a on a, well, whatever it was a Friday night, a Saturday night, whatever yep. it was. And, you know, you were able to supply the great <laughs> bar experience and all of those <laughs> kinds of things. But then you were able to supply what we took home, and and we were able to enjoy Bearded Monk the next day. There you go. It right was, on. It's uh, that's what I love is it's kind of that one stop shop where whatever I'm right drinking on. something you know I was in there uh, with Emily again we were drinking Montucky's loved it friend calls us and says hey we got a few friends coming over do you want to come on with us and I said hey this is really good and your bartender gave me a case of it he didn't give me a case of it. he sold me a case of it <laughs> and, all right fair enough you yeah. know and so <laughs> we were able to go experiment with what beers we liked. And then leave and then with a case of take it, some home, which is so yeah. cool. Absolutely, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So on top of all of that, you've got some amazing uh, events that go on there. Uh, everything from beer and beyond. That's so community oriented. Can you give us a, kind of a, a rundown of some of the stuff that people could find over at the Beer Month? Well, I guess the the I've got to give give a bit of a background. The when we opened this shop, the well, I guess even going further back to Beer Drinkers Society. 
the goal of that blog was to grow craft beer. Mm-hmm. It was to teach folks that may not know. Let's right. let's make this a little less scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that continued through to the shop. Mm-hmm. The shop's number one goal is grow craft beer. Let's have yeah. people in that don't know about it. Well, let's try it. Let's yeah. find something you might like. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell your friends and family. And, da, 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 and it just keeps growing from there. Yeah. As people try a craft beer that they like, it just keeps, the market mm-hmm. keeps growing. Um, the other side, uh, w- I was kind of worried we were going into the dark ages of music <laughs> in Denton. You know, uh-huh. like we lost a couple of venues. We did. Um, there, we've got one really great gallery right here on the square from UNT. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than, well, and I guess in all fairness, you've got a lot of venues that accept, they use their walls as mm-hmm. gallery walls mm-hmm. as well. And I love that. So the second goal for the shop was grow the arts in Denton. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of our focus, aside from just bringing beers that we think are good or that we want people to try or that we want to support, mm-hmm. you know, meeting folks that make great beers that we want them to succeed right. so we sell their beer, um, we want to do that for the arts community. Mm. Ideally, I'm I'm really tired of hearing my, my musician friends having to go to Dallas for gigs. Right. Why can't you stay in this town? Mm-hmm. Um and that's no offense to Dallas. It's just sure. That's you want to yeah. stay stay in your right. home, see right, your people right. you know, that and so forth. Invest back into the into the community that invested into you. Yeah, well, or uh, even more investment from the community. Right, you. right, right. You know, it's a channel too. So a lot of what we do, um, we try to focus on the arts and the creators in town um, because we have all of these passionate, creative, super super smart, super talented people in town that just need a place to be showcased mm-hmm. yeah so we do about once every six weeks we do a rotating gallery show cool so in the front walls everything at the shop at the front of the shops for sale so once every about a month and a half the artist will come in the new artist will come in mm-hmm. do a show they'll talk to everybody in the in the store they'll uh michael kokonakis did uh, some some acoustic guitar cool. in his set Wales Wardy did some, uh, dropped a couple of beats and did some nice. freestyle rapping and then did a Q&A. And, uh, so you get to meet these artists and learn a little bit about them and hopefully mm-hmm. buy some of their art. So cool. these guys get some support from the community right. um, that are just amazing. They just don't get a lot of attention. Right. right? Um, so that's a lot of our shows or a lot of our um, events mm-hmm. are focused on art, music, concerts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were never built to be a music venue, mm-hmm. but with the loss of J&J's basement right. and rubber gloves, it's like, oh my gosh, where, where are we where headed? If go? we're yeah. losing, you know, we still have dance, we still have rock and murder, we mm-hmm. still have Harvest House, we still mm-hmm. have some big music venues, LSA, sure. um, but where do the little guys go? Right. And I think Raheem's really stepped it up at Midway Craft House. Yeah. Well, uh, dude, of course he has. He won best anti-venue in Denton. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he has done yeah. so much support for that. And I think... Um, Andy's has really bumped up their game over there as well. So um, I want to I want to help a lot of these yeah. local artists and give them a showcase point. And well, tonight we've got four different you've bands playing. Yeah, at the one and only Fab Friday. What? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give us a little info on yeah. Fab Friday. Uh, oh, um, so this is for it's a fundraiser. Oh, I guess that's the other side. I want I want to be able to look look back with the kids and have them say, look what daddy did. Mm-hmm. Look what he did for the community. Um, so a lot of what we do quietly are fundraisers. So I don't know if people want 
give mm-hmm. money shoved in their face. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have a couple of drinks in you. Sorry, guys. You have a couple of drinks <laughs> that you tend to give, and you tend to help the community a little bit more. Right. Um, so, like, tonight, it's for our daily bread. Mm-hmm. Um, they do – oh, man, we'd have to talk to talk to Suzanne about this. It's uh, like they do lunch every day, breakfast a couple of days a week, dinner a couple mm-hmm. of days a week um, for the, the homeless population mm-hmm. in town, which we know is growing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're doing a resource and a fundraiser for them. Mm-hmm. The guys – is come drink beer and watch music yeah and uh, g- donate resources donate mm-hmm. mm, detergent uh, um, deodorant socks mm-hmm. toothpaste toothbrushes that kind of stuff um but you get to have a great time and still do something more for the community right. that you wouldn't have done on a normal friday night yeah um that's a lot of our events super cool um i think man our next big one Next Saturday, barbecue beats and brews. This is we've uh, we're almost hitting two years now, and uh, about every two months we do one of these. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm just fidgety. Yeah, sorry guys, <laughs> it's exciting um, stuff, right? Um, about every two months we do one of these big parties where we have a bunch of bands play mm-hmm. and a bunch of rare beers on, and the next one is going to be next Saturday, the twelfth. And that's Barbecue Beats and Brews. You can find it on Facebook mm-hmm. if you guys want to go looking. Um, and that's going to be for Serve Denton. Cool. And it's you pay $10 to Serve Denton, the organization, mm-hmm. um, and then you get to try all this barbecue from these wonderful pit masters that are they're entering the competition, but they're donating their time and the meat mm. to for, for yeah. Serve Denton, right. essentially. Um and then you can buy extra sides, you know, if you need mm-hmm. beans and sure. coleslaw and all that good stuff. And hi, how are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> For those listening online, we're it's, we are on, on oh, the glass yeah. studio, and so we get that's to it. Oh, with look at that! Our, Andy's getting you on the documentary too. Fans. You guys got to wave. You got to wave the camera. <laughs> there you go. Come drink with me later. Love it. Or come inside and try beer right now. There's free beer right there. Talk to Whitney. There we go. Oh, that's way. There Sorry, we guys. Go. I can't help Free it. Beer, it always I feel like a tiger in. in a tiger cage. I got to yeah, talk yeah, to people. Oh, I know. Get in there. Come on, girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to be a heck of a party next Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy party. Good. Yeah, yeah. And we're doing, of course, doing that with our neighbors, Denton County Brewing Company, yeah. both tonight and next Saturday, actually. Seth, Mike, Chris have been awesome. Cool. That's such a wonderful brewery. Mm-hmm. And that just, it leads back to the. You know the camaraderie and the community I love about craft yeah. beer, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's one of the things I've lo- personally in, in in working in music, and I feel like I've seen the exact same thing happen in the craft beer scene. Is that you go to Austin, you go to no, no offense to these cities or anything like that. It just happens to be that culture. You go to. Um, Nashville, things like that. And when I start talking to musicians, the feedback that I always get from them is, "Yeah, it's kind of cutthroat." You know, you find about a you find out about a venue that that pays, and you don't tell your friends because what if they take your gig? You know, or something <laughs> like that. In Denton, I feel like musicians go, "Hey, man, this guy's paying. Go 
Go play <laughs> for them. Yeah. Let's go on. Let's I go got a gig on Friday. Go talk to them about Saturday. You know, hey, do you want to open for me? You know, all this kind. And so with the craft beer scene, I've never seen. There's never been this like competition. I'll see one craft brew guy that finds another craft brew guy that's struggling and says, "Hey, I'll I, you know maybe I can help you with canning, or I can help you with this, or I can help promote your come shoot come by my brewery and talk about your thing, and we'll, mm-hmm. you know this whole deal. And uh, and, and you know. Even if it causes them to sell less beer, they're trying to help the other because it's this community of people. You want to help your neighbor, yeah. At that, yeah. Well, can you see why I chose to stay in Denton and live in Denton and love the craft beer scene? Yep. Because this whole town is like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much like that. Yeah. The uh, everybody works together. Mm -hmm. Well, and in the in the beer world, that's why we have craft beer downtown Denton. Yeah. You know that's Sean at Midway, who is technically a competitor. (laughs) Dude, I called Sean. Three times yesterday with, hey, man, do you have this beer? Yeah, I totally do. Cool. Here comes somebody. And I get that all the time the other yeah. way. Hey, do you have this? I totally do. Here they come. Mm-hmm. Um, same with uh, Denton County Brewing. We send folks over there. Yeah. They send folks over to me, Eastside, uh, Harvest House, Oak Street, Mellow, Barley yep. Board. It's great. Definitely. Yeah, that's what Denton is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Love that. So speaking of Denton, mm-hmm. you were nominated by the the Dam Awards, the Denton Arts Music Awards, uh, as Denton Night of the Year uh, this past time around their uh-huh. inaugural uh, their inaugural um, awards award ceremony show <laughs> the whole the whole shebang. You were nominated Denton Night of the Year, which 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 was the big one. I mean, it was you, it was John Williams, there was Mindy, there was all these Marcus, really inc- Matt yeah, Marcus, Mataglia, yeah, yeah. Mataglia, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. First of all, what was that like? And then second of all, I just want to hear a little bit about just from you on Denton. Um, oh, just on this awesome town? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I love this town so much. I, my sister's been here forever, and um, I was, I'm the baby of the family, so I was coming up when I was a kid mm. to see my sister. And that's back when you could park in front of anywhere <laughs> you wanted to go and walk in. Right. right, and right. now it's like you got to park three blocks away, or you got to park yeah. over at Wells Fargo. <laughs> um, so I've been coming up here since I was a kid, and I loved it. And I, I was going to be an artist. So where else are you going to go in Texas? Right. Boom, yeah. UNT. And uh, met my wife, found my dog, had my kids, bought my house, and just, <laughs> I love this town so much. Love it. But um, no, the the dead night thing that came out of nowhere. <laughs> That, I was like, dude, what do I do? I, I sling beer. Why should I even be on the list with these people? Because that was an amazing lineup. And cool. Mindy won that, yeah, of course. Yeah. Talk about a sweet, wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. Oh, she's great. Um, but no, that was a fantastic night. And it just surreal to be in that crowd. Yeah. Yeah, in that crowd drinking. Yeah, and George Ferry was slinging that night over at, cool. uh, at the Canvas Theater. And that poor guy. <laughs> He was just trying to keep up with that crowd, <laughs> and I love it. So Wine, Wine Square at George Ferry, fantastic guy. Um, yeah, so we were going up to see him about once every five minutes to get another beer. Right. Like, oh, he can't even keep up with everybody. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. And then to see all these all these musicians and comedians and artists uh, and, and community activists all in one place was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Super awesome. But yeah, don't know how I got added to that list though. Oh, I do. No, I do. No. You you are a you are a giver backer. To, you you're you're somebody that gives back to the community every time you get the opportunity. I I think anybody that knows you or has been around you at any point knows that. Yeah, but it's still kind of selfish. 
you know, I want this is where I live, so I want it to be as like awesome as it can right. be. So <laughs> everybody says it's altruistic, but no, it's just man, I want my streets to be nice. Yeah. And I want my neighbors to be wonderful and happy and mm-hmm. fulfilled and yeah, it's a, that's totally selfish reasoning. <laughs> that's all it is. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> that Super. was a fun night though, man. That, that was an was absolutely fun, fun night. night. That was crazy. It was a good time. <laughs> So the Bearded Monk is a place you can find craft beer, you can find comedy, you can find art, you can find music, you can find just about anything you can imagine there. Um, the craft brew world, I think, is in this amazing um, uphill spot. Um, we got a wave. We do. <laughs> going, What's guys? going on? <laughs> um and so, uh, let's see, Charles Burkett said, hey, hey. Oh, sweet Charles. Um, the Denton Traveler. Oh, that Charles. Okay. This is that is an interesting. I can't really that is an interesting that. blog and a little yeah. podcast. It is an interesting. Yeah, he's talking about a guy, good guy too. Oh and he's gosh. he's looking for the Denton culture. Yeah, everywhere he goes, mm-hmm. and I love that. He's a great guy to cross Texas. Yeah, good, yeah. good dude. Um, so we've talked Denton, we've talked beer, we've talked bearded monk, we've talked your origin story, all that good stuff. Nice. Is there anything else nice. that you would like to include on any of this before we wrap up? You know, it's never been said before, but I have animating bones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I was thinking origin story. <laughs> That's my my favorite comic book character. <laughs> there it is. And a, a <laughs> bottle opener shoots out of your, oh, of your knuckle. Oh, that would be sweet. Just, <laughs> yes. No, man, I think we covered it. Golly, this is like the expose here. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Love it. Love beer. Love this town. Love my family. Love you. <laughs> Much love back at you, brother. Make sure you check it out. He is Ben Easley of The Bearded Monk. You can listen to him every Friday right here on Free Beer Friday. You can pop on over to The Bearded Monk and check it every th- check out the uh, amazing place that it is. Uh, the Monk is definitely on the Denton Traveler's radar. Thank you, Charles. Oh. Um, and uh, and make sure you, uh, you stay involved in everything that these guys are doing because they're doing a ton, a ton, a ton for the Denton community. Uh, make sure you download the Free Beer Friday podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. And uh, we will see all of you guys again next week. You won't see me. Thank goodness you'll see this guy and some other I'll be amazing, back in front of the camera. Amazing How about that? brewers. <laughs> all right. I think it is time to take us out. Sir Producer, if you will click that auto button in the top right. Oh, no, that's not the one. Here, hold on real quick. So close. Oh, hold up, hold up. <laughs> there we go. All right, everybody. We will see you Be next. Be sure to check out DentonRadio.com for new Denton artists and where they're playing next. While you're surfing the Internet, make sure you check out our friends Classic of Denton at ClassicofDenton.com. <laughs>